0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Parenting Podcast.
1: There was a season when one of my kids as a teenage boy was really drawing a lot of houses. He was doing a lot of architectural kind of things and I thought, oh, this is maybe something he's going to do, you know, for a career. And when he was about 17, he's like, no, I'd just do that to whittle away the time. I don't really have any interest in that at all. And I thought, oh, (laughs) I misread that one, didn't I? Uh, You know, we all misread or miss things in our kids from time to time. And you really just have to lean in and work at knowing your child deeply to understand their temperament and their strengths and weaknesses. And uh, we're going to talk about that today. Uh, I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. Danny's a licensed clinical social worker and is the vice president of our parenting department here at Focus on the Family. Let's begin by hearing from author Lee Neenheis, who uses an acronym, BRAVE, to cover some important parenting traits. And uh, here's Jim Daly and me as we talked with Lee about knowing
2: your child well. Uh, R is for REFLECT in the acronym BRAVE. I'm Mm -hmm. going to keep repeating that for people bouncing in and out listening to us. Uh, What is REFLECT? What does that mean?
0: So REFLECT is spending time asking questions about where our children are in the middle of their developmental and spiritual growth process.
2: But you even take notes. I was really impressed with that. Oh, I do. you, (laughs) you, You do it like a student, which I hated taking notes in college and- High school because I'm an auditory learner, but I'm, I'm really engaged with noticing where my children are at. I mean, I was the one that noticed they needed glasses at two, three years old because they were watching television in a weird way, right? That kind of right. thing. But you're taking notes and being that uh, proactive in knowing your children.
0: Well, I want to be honest and just say that there is a time that I set my son up on the counter um, because he's, I said, you need to hurry up. We're going. I need you to get your shoes on, tie your shoes and get in the car. And he looked at me and he said, I can't tie my shoes and that should have been no big deal at age like seven. And I said, what do you mean you don't know how to tie your shoes? And he said, Velcro. Right,
2: exactly. Like, we had, what? That's pretty normal you know? today, actually. I noticed that.
0: I, I mean, he's wearing Velcro shoes, and <laughs> of course, but he also said, but mom, if I need my shoes tied, we're always in a hurry, so my brothers and sisters tie them for me or you tie them for me. And I realized – I haven't taught my son how to tie his shoes. First of all, what are his teachers thinking at school? (laughs) But also like, it's so easy to miss things because we're in the process as parents of just doing the next thing, you know, surviving this. And so reflection is really important. Intentionally asking ourselves about the developmental process, spiritually, emotionally, physically of our kids at all times. And, For me, I call this my quarterly review. So I try to, every four months, I go out with Mike. We print a list of the questions that I ask. They're in the book. They're on my website. I print the list of questions, and we have a date night, and we try to focus on the kids and ask, like, who are their best friends right now? Who is involved in their life right now? How can I encourage Mm -hmm. them? And
2: that is good. I mean, and that's... Being engaged yeah. or reflecting right. what's happening yeah. with your kids. All right, the A in the acronym, BRAVE, is ask forgiveness. That's a good one. Right. But it's a hard one.
0: It is. There are no perfect <laughs> parents.
2: Really? Right, I thought John was a perfect parent. I uh, think I've made that pretty clear I'm not. I so think <laughs> we've heard that that's not true. Let, let's dig in. Give us your juicy asking for forgiveness as a parent example.
3: Uh, which Within one? the past yeah, week right? or right. right. so. <laughs> so
0: there are no perfect parents. If we take ourselves off the hook from that, I think that parents think that it's weakness to admit to their kids that they just had a wrong encounter with them or their response was incorrect. But actually, in the kingdom of God our humility is our strength. Mm -hmm. And so what we're looking to do is to create an atmosphere in our homes where it's okay to fail and come back again. So critical. So at the kitchen table at night, not every night, but uh, occasionally we go around and we say, what was the high of the day? What was the low of the day? I mean, like we're pulling the stuff out of our teenagers, but also what mistake did you make today? And Mike and I go first. Yeah. I mean, we need to be the first ones to go, what I did, what I said was not kind. And I am sorry. Because when moms and dads say, I'm sorry, then it's okay for them to say, hey, I messed up and I need you to forgive me or help me. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm looking
2: for. Good modeling though. Uh, V in brave. What's V for?
0: Vigilant prayer pray like it depends on you.
2: Now you sound like you've done that all your life, but that was a learning process for you, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, give us that. Yeah,
0: I <laughs> I knew that prayer was important and even though I've been a student of the word for 20 some years, prayer felt like an area of defeat in my life and I work with Moms in Prayer International for five years now, and I learned that most women feel, most men feel incompetent in the area of prayer. We put such a focus on it, but we don't ever teach how to do that.
2: In fact, you're at a woman's event, and your friend who you looked up to and you thought was this prayer warrior, when the person on stage said, how many of you have a prayer warrior attitude? She didn't put her hand up, and neither did you and many other women.
0: Yeah, I don't know anybody who's going to like, I'm a prayer warrior, pick me, you know, like, (laughs) let me jump up there because there's always room for growth. But when it comes to our kids, we can't bank on anybody else praying for them. And no one knows your child like you do. I mean, as moms, we know when a freckle grows on their skin, you know, like we're paying that close of attention. We can ask God for the details of their lives better than anyone else can.
2: And we got to give the E so it's not brav. So brave, (laughs) what is the E? E
0: is equip them. And how does
2: that, what does that look like? That's a big one.
0: We have to decide that this is our job. That's our job, not our youth pastor's job, not their teacher's job. It's our job to teach them what following Jesus looks like in this generation. And so there's some critical things that we need to teach them.
2: Yeah. In fact, Lee, you have a story. You and your daughter were on a wilderness race of some sort. What happened and how did that uh, equip her?
0: Well, our family was running a five K together. Okay, I'm
2: out of here. Yeah. I've never done it. Well done. <laughs> Good for you.
0: I said we ran. I didn't say we're running now. That's you know, okay. Like Anything
2: that's... with the word ran in it is really <laughs> impressive.
0: <laughs> well we woke up early in the morning and it was my husband, my son, and Lexi Beth, and I. And you just to know Lexi Beth ran three miles at three years old in flip flops. Wow. I really think she's like Eric One Little. Of those natural- like she was just born to yeah. run. She likes it. I think it's torture. Right. So I'm with you. And so we started running and I knew that we were safe enough on this course to let her just run. And there's not very often as parents with young kids where you're like, it's safe. You just do what you're going to do. But we were with friends and family. It was fine. And so... We started out and I just said, you run till the end, babe, you run. And that was so fun. My husband has a bad knee, but he was running with our son, who's actually older than Lexi. And so we were running in three phases. I was at the back end of the race. And so... I couldn't see her for most of the race. I could barely see my husband and my son running. But there was this place on the trail where there was a switchback. And I was able to watch Lexi round the corner of the trail and start to head to this hill that looked like a wall. I mean, just this huge incline. And I could watch her dig in and lean into that hill and push. And I remember being on that hill praying Watching her climb something that I was like, why would they ever put us on that hill? You know, And I had the opportunity to pray her into it, knowing that I would be there too, but at a different time, and that she was running this race of her own. And we got to the end of that trail. I watched my husband and son hit that trail. And it really just sang in my heart that there's a time where they run right beside us, and there's a time... When we're going to have to cut the ties and let them run into the future on their own, trusting that the Lord is with them and that what we have left to do for them is to pray for them as they lean in and run their own race. That's
2: beautiful. What a great analogy.
0: Well, running has all kinds of analogies, (laughs) doesn't it? I think that's why Paul says run the race before us. It's just such a tangible thing.
1: Well, Danny, at the end of that conversation, there's an important point that Lee touched on. Um, We, as mom and dad, we're responsible to train our child, but we're not responsible for the outcome. So we can't run their race for them, can we?
3: No, and that's a great reminder for all of us. We tend to see the strengths and weaknesses of our child, their, their outcomes, whether successes or failures, as our very own. And all we can do is our very best as parents. And I like to ask the question, what is good parenting? And parents struggle to answer that well. And sometimes we assume oh, a clean house means you're a good parent. Not necessarily. A well-behaved child means you're a good parent. Not necessarily. And a poorly behaved child means you're a poor parent. And no, not necessarily. So what we have to do as parents is try our very best to relationally give them everything that they need uh, to have a great relationship with God, great relationship with others, and be responsible as they grow up so that they can manage life well. And that, that's our job as parents and our opportunity and invitation to, to, to step in there. And we get to give reset buttons to our child. I've seen many parents that are great parents with very difficult children that are misbehaving. What a lucky child to have great parents that can help guide them along the way as they try to manage these realities of their personality, their impulses, their temptations, their sinful nature. And uh, they have parents that are gonna give them some great tools and now it's up to the child as to whether or not they're gonna take those tools and do something with them. Uh, You can give a child a toolbox, they have to figure out how to use that and that's what a parent brings. I'm gonna give you as many tools in that toolbox so that you can build something really good. But then it's up to the child as to how they learn to use those tools, if they're even going to use them or not. And then those, so those outcomes come on that child. And I would suggest as parents to uh, encourage each other as spouses uh, when children are having difficulty so that you don't drain each other's energy. And sometimes I've seen parents do that. They blame each other instead of Figuring out what is it that our child needs in this moment from both of us as we unite in our response to our child's behaviors.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I would just add, um, step back and take a breath, because it, it can be difficult as kids make their way through the late teens into the early and mid 20s, and they might still be making choices uh, about that toolbox. They might be ignoring the tools you gave them, but. Um, over time, they're going to pick up some things, and they're going to start using it. It's just part of the parenting journey.
3: Yeah, and John. Recently, my daughter—actually, no, last year, last school year—my daughter was having some difficulties, behave, misbehaving in 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 class. And she is a very social girl that uh, was talking during class. And the teacher came to us and said, "Your daughter has not been listening in She's class. She's been disruptive. She's been a bit disruptive." Yeah. And For me as a parent and a counselor, I felt a sense of ownership. Hey, what Mm. did I do wrong? And then I had to remind myself, no, no, that's not it. My daughter's making decisions. I wonder why. And as we dug into the the, I wonder why, she was anxious that she wasn't connected to her friends and felt that this would give her some more connectedness with the friends. We had to process that her perceptions— and that began to change those behaviors Mm -hmm. as we reminded her of her responsibilities, gave me the opportunity to speak into something very important in my daughter's life. Instead of it being about me, it was about the journey my daughter was on.
1: And finding the need at the moment and trying to meet that. So well done. Well, the book by Lee Nienhuis is a wonderful addition to your library of resources as you parent. I hope you've got some sort of a library of resources. We're here to help you. Um, Through these podcasts, through radio broadcasts, video series, articles, we have so many things here that we've uh, developed and promoted over the past uh, 40-plus years at Focus on the Family. Uh, Get the book by Lee and uh, be a little more confident. Be a Brave Mom with Brave Kids. It's a play on the title. The book is called Brave Moms, Brave Kids, A Battle Plan for Raising Heroes and we'll send a copy of that to you if you can make a generous donation to focus on the family today a monthly pledge or one-time gift goes a long way in helping us continue to encourage parents and uh, so donate today when you call 800-A-FAMILY or follow the link in the episode notes and if you've never taken our parenting assessment let me encourage you to do that today it's free it just takes five or ten minutes for you to walk through it and uh, to get the results of what's going well in your parenting journey and what as a mom or a dad you might uh, do a little bit differently. And uh, we'll link over to that parenting assessment in the show notes. Well, I'm John Fuller and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.